Hello, everybody. Welcome to Vineyard Community Church. We're glad you're with us. We're going to start a brand new series tonight that I'm going to call Vineyard Verses, V-E-R-S-E-S, not V-E-R-S-U-S. So uh, it's Vineyard Verses. And what I want to do is um, sort of talk through over some time some verses that I think are foundational to our daily lives and walk. And, and uh, these are verses that have meant a lot to me. And I, I want to sort of go through them and hopefully, you know, really deposit them, have the Lord deposit them deep inside you so that they stick with you and there's something that you think about every day on uh, this journey together. And so I have uh, quite a few chunks of Scripture I want to look at over time. And, and my hope would be that um, we'll do it slow enough so that you can remember them, um, actually commit them to memory, and that they're that those, they're that important that you should know them. I, I believe that. That they're verses that you should be able to draw on from memory um, as we proceed on. And I've encouraged you to do some of this some years ago. It's time to refresh and go back into it to sort of get them really seated um, in, our, in our hearts and in our lives. And the reason I think it's so important is that I think in the busyness of our days and in, with everything that goes on in our lives... Um, we can sort of forget things over time. Or they don't, we don't draw on some of these powerful verses the way that we should right away. And we get sort of, you know, pushed around and, and, and swayed by things that are happening. And we lose our peace. And um, we, we can move into anxiety and worry and fear. And, you know, things that happen in the world around us impact us far more greatly than, you know, than they really should. Because we, we sort of get sidetracked. And I think it's a lot of times it's just... We don't remember the way that we should. We don't hang on to these things the way that we should. And, uh, and so I I'm, I'm sort of want to work on that whole idea of remembering these things and getting them deep within us. So with that in mind, so I always have trouble remembering three things, faces, names, and... Um, uh, <laughs> Not bad, right? Maybe this happens to you. I constantly walk into a room and don't remember why uh, I'm there. But for some reason, I always think there'll be an answer in the refrigerator. I don't, does that? <laughs> there might be a clue if I go there. All right. So, uh, really, in, in all the years that I teach here, I try and do things that help us remember. I think it's important. So I have a lot of, so we have some slogans that you hear me say all the time. We have, you know, we have some, um, uh, our mission, our, our very mission statement. Hopefully all of you, I say it every week, over and over again. I have t-shirts that say it. I, I walk it around. So, you know, our mission is, is mostly, you know, our mission, right? One more. That's our mission. That's our mission statement. So that's short for one more lost child back to dead, but it's one more. And I, I keep it that way on purpose so that we can remember it. So that if anybody ever asks you, What's the vineyard all about? One, it's what we're all about. One more. We want to we help one more back to Jesus. When, you know, come, to, come into the kingdom. That's what we do. Everything that we do runs through that filter. We think it's why we're here. And um, that's part of our process. So I, I think that helps us to remember, you know, what, well, what's your mission? Well, it's, it's one more. And then we do, some, uh, we do some things at the end of every service. I always go be thankful for five things. You remember that? Encourage two people. So we can get one lost child back to dad, and I do that every time we meet, five, two, one. Be thankful for five things, encourage two people, so we can get one lost child back to dad. People look at me like I'm crazy sometimes, why do you do all that? I want you to remember 
those things. I think that's significant. Being thankful is huge. And, and by being thankful for five things, it sets a tone. Encouraging others, that's a big part of what we do. So that ultimately we get back to our mission. 521. And if you didn't know that 521 really sort of sprang out of a verse in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, 521, that says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And that statement, sort of is that chapter, actually, if you go back and look at 2 Corinthians 5 at some point, is really where our mission comes from. And the idea of becoming the righteousness of God is where I get another one of the things that I say all the time, where we live by doing the next right thing. Because that's what, really, that's what that whole verse is all about. We become the righteousness of God uh, in Christ, doing the next right thing. Thing. So I'm, I'm, I, you know, those things that we say constantly and the things that we do are to help us remember um, these very important things in in uh, in our walk with the Lord. And so I've been I've been playing with this as we go into these vineyard verses now with a new hand sign, so that I, I think it might be helpful. And maybe you've never seen it, but this, I think it's going to be good for vineyard verses. There it is. It's the two V's. Now, you see them? Now you might think, oh, he's stealing that from Spock. Anybody think that? You know, you know that one? Uh, see, some of you think that, yeah? That's it. And, and, and you think, oh, he's stealing that from Spock. That's not right. And, uh, and actually, Spock, you know, he says live long and prosper, which isn't really bad. I kind of like that. I always talk about living a full and abundant now and forever life. So it's not bad. But do you know where Spock got that from? I don't know how many people know this. So Leonard Nimoy he was Jewish. And um, as, as part of his upbringing um, in... in uh, in, in you know the way that they celebrate, there's another thing that we do that's part of that too that's called the priestly blessing. In the priestly blessing, you hear prayed over you at the end of every service. I, you know, may the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. You know, you hear it, right, every week. So that when I say it, it sounds, oh, what's, that's the priestly blessing. Well, when the priestly blessing is said, it, it's accompanied by a, a hand sign um, by the priest, and it's actually a double Spock, believe it or not. They do this. And, and so Leonard Nimoy took it from, from the priestly blessing. He took half of it, so we're sort of taking it back from that. But they would do this and, and, uh, as they prayed the priestly blessing, but it was very sacred, so they would cover their hands with a, with, with a you know, a, like a shawl or something so people couldn't see it. But, and there's lots of different ideas about why they did it. Um, the most common one is that it looks very similar to the Hebrew letter for um, Shin, which is where Shaddai comes from. But the, this would be the hand sign as the priestly blessing was played. Great. So since we do that priestly blessing all the time, I think I can take half of that back. And I'm really not taking it from Spock. I'm taking it from the priestly blessing where he took it from. And I don't know how often I'll do it. But I sort of, I was looking at it and go, it even works for five, two, one. Because there's, there's five there and then there's two and then there's one. It's pretty handy. Now I got one instead of all those other ones that I'm doing. But I want you to remember vineyard verses. So that's why I say all of that. Now that big, now you'll hopefully you'll think. Vineyard verses, and if you come up with live long and prosper, I like that too. So, with that all said, I'm going to get to our scripture reading day and the first um, passage of scripture, the first chunk, and then we're going to take one of those verses. Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body, And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, 
having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Now, I believe those verses are so significant that, that um, as, I, as I start my devotional time every morning, that's the first set of verses that I read and pray about in the course of my day. They sort of set the tone for me um, throughout the day. And so I'm going to take the next uh, weeks and just go over those verses. And I want to encourage you as we learn a verse, as we talk about a verse, that you try and remember that verse. Try and actually commit it to memory so that, that you have it to draw on. And we'll start with Hebrews 10, 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. And, and all of you can still remember things and memorize things. And I think it's really important to do that. Just take that one verse and sort of try and commit it to memory this week in the process. But I want to talk about why I think... To me, this is one of the most significant verses that you can have deep inside of you, and let me tell you why it's so important. So, if you remember last week, if you were here, um, I, I said, if, whenever you see a therefore in the scripture, you need to figure out what it's there for, because they're important. They're not just tossed in there as words. They're there for a reason, and what they're there for is it's tying what's being said with something that's already been said. And so you go backwards and you look above it and you, you look for what the therefore is all about. And in this case, it's referring back to the verses in Hebrews 10 from 8 to 17. And what it says there is Hebrews 10, 8. First he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor would you please with them, although the law required them to be made. And then he said, here I am, I have come to do your will. And he sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Since that time... He waits for his enemies to be made for his footstool. Because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who, are being made hold, those who are being made holy. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. And then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. Those are some amazing verses. And, and in effect, what it says, because of Jesus' perfect sacrifice for our sins, God no longer remembers our sins. God no longer remembers our sins. And, and that's something that you have to allow to penetrate um, your very core, the very core of your being. Because what Jesus did at the cross was a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. Let me say that to you again. 
What Jesus did at the cross was a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. So because of what Jesus has done, not because of anything that we've done, we can enter into the most holy place. And the most holy place is, is what, you know, in the, in the Old Testament, was where the literal presence of God was. And because of Jesus, what we know from, from the writer of Hebrews is that we can now be in the literal presence of God. And this is huge for us because we, I think we, we often will struggle with this and it's a, it's a point of contention that the enemy likes to try and use on us is like, well, you, know, you, we, you know what a mess you are. Why do you even think you can, you can hang out with God? But the reality is because of what Jesus has done, he's already made us perfect as we're in the process of being made holy. Now, where, where are we getting to with that? Second point is this, because see, why I think this is so important, when we understand that we have access to the, the most holy place, it changes our perspective, and we can have a throne room perspective. Now, let me say this. The, the ark that was at the center of the most holy place represents God's eternal throne. And so I will interchange the two concepts for you. The most holy place and the throne room of God are the same thing. And so you'll, you'll hear me say both. Um, and, but just know when I'm saying both, I'm talking about the thing, the, the, the literal presence of God uh, and what that looks like and, and that we have access to that now. And we have access now. Ephesians 1, 18 through 20 um, says this, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Paul's saying, look, I, I want your perspective to be changed. I want the eyes of your heart to be opened so that you can know this hope to which we've been called to that we can know the riches of his glorious inheritance and we can know the, the power um, that's at work in us who believe. And that this power that's at work in us now is the same power that was at work when Jesus was raised from the dead and seated uh, in the heavenly realms at the right hand of the Father. And so the, the idea is that what Jesus has done has perfected us. He's covered us for eternity. So when you, when you get that... Um, your perspective changes because you can get a throne room perspective for your day. And, and when you start looking with that perspective, it changes the way that you, you look at the events and the circumstances and things that happen throughout the day. Because problems become opportunities for God to move. Worry and fear can, can be actually changed into faith and peace. And, and we can have hope in situations knowing that He's with us and for us. And, and this is such an important part of our daily walk. And, and you have to understand to get that, that our confidence, and this is point number three, our confidence is in Christ. The, the, the reason that we can have this is because our confidence is in Christ. Ephesians 2, Paul goes on and says this in verses 4 through 6. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even... When we were dead in transgressions, it's by grace you've been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms 
in Christ Jesus. Remember those verses I just read to you about the, the work that was at, you know, the, the power that was at work in Jesus when he was raised from the dead and seated at the heavenly realms? And then Paul tells us, and, and now in Christ, that same thing has happened to us. We're seated with him in the heavenly realms now in Christ Jesus. We're, we're, we're already seated. So it's an amazing deal that's taking place for us um, in Christ. We've been seated with him in the heavenly realms. And so, so we have to know that, that this all takes place in Christ, that God sees us and relates to us in Christ. And so our confidence to be in the most holy place, the throne room of God, his literal presence, is not in our works or our performance, it's in Christ. And, and see, it's, it's by his blood that, that we have this amazing blessing to us so that we can Take advantage, if you would, of, of the presence of God 24-7. We have access to the throne room, the literal presence of God, so that we can get His perspective on our lives and, and that we can have His peace and His movement and, and the power of the Holy Spirit working in us throughout our process. But one of the things that happens is we don't often press into His presence the way that we should. Um, here, we, here we have available to us in Christ access to the literal presence of God. And yet so often we, we don't make it a priority. It, it's, it gets stolen away from us. And, and I think what happens is we, we have this little ongoing fight with the enemy who wants to tell us you, we don't deserve it and we fall into that. Or we get so busy trying to earn what's already been given to us by getting everything worked out in our lives in our own strength and power that we, we lose sight of what's already taken place and how amazing it is what's happened and, and what's available to us. And, and I think, you know, maybe we struggle with the idea, just like Isaiah did. Isaiah chapter 6, 1 through 7, the prophet Isaiah, look, look what he in the year that King Uzziah died. I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorpost and threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. So Isaiah is saying, he's in, the, he's in the literal presence of God, right? He's in the throne room. And he says, Woe to me, I'm ruined. For I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. And then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongues from the altar, and he touched it in my mouth and said, See, this is such your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin is atoned for. And, and it's a picture of um, how, how we are in the presence of God in Christ that, that we, we see those verses, our guilt's taken away. Our sin's been covered. He did it at the cross. So we don't have to, to like, you know, freak out in the presence of God. Because I think the, the reality of the presence of God, what happens, His holiness. You know, think about, you know, Isaiah standing there and seraphs and holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they're, they're going back and forth. And I, I think they go in waves. I think, you know, like one side of the throne room is going, holy, holy, holy. And then the other side picks it up and they're going, holy, holy, holy. And it's just, it's, and it's smoke and it's the presence of God. I mean, try and even begin to imagine it. And he's like, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. And, and, and yet he should be there. He was supposed to be there. And the same thing is true with us. We're supposed to be in the very literal presence of God because 
We have access in Christ. And yet, sometimes we think that in the, just like it was with Isaiah, the holiness sort of points out our brokenness and it puts it right in our face. Uh, and, and the enemy would try and take that and use it against us. What are you, who are you thinking? What are you, you just, and use guilt and shame. And, and yet, the confidence that we have in being there comes because we're in Christ. It's not about how good we are, how bad we are, or what we've done, or what we haven't done, or what we, you know, it's not about any of those things. It's solely because we're in Christ. That's, that's the reason that it happens. We're, we're, we're there because we're in Christ, because we're believers in, in Him, and, and so we have access to the literal presence of God. And I, I just think it's so important that once we get that, once we understand that, then, then we can begin to get healed of all the mess and the brokenness in our lives, because we can allow Him to do it. If we, don't have, we don't have to hide it. We don't have to pretend about it. We don't have to act like it's not there. We don't have to try and do... We, we can just go, I'm a broken mess, and yet in Christ I have access to the very literal presence of God. And, and, and just sort of getting that, then healing begins to happen in this mess in our lives. And rather than being something the enemy can use against us, um, the Holy Spirit takes it and begins working in us this, this life. And, and he begins making us holy uh, in the process. We already seen as perfect in, in Christ. But we're being, you know, moved along by the Spirit. And, and I think when we get that, then we're, we're, we're not such easy fodder for the enemy who tries to keep us from experiencing all of that. And, and so we're, we're, we're not worthy in our, in our own to be in his presence, but in Christ we have confidence to, to hang out in the, in the literal presence of God in the most holy place. And I want to encourage you that this should be a part of your everyday life. And the reason I started with that verse, I think that's the, that's the one you have to get right off. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus confidence, not in ourselves, confidence in him, but we have access and we need to make sure that we're, we're using the access that we've been given to go and hang out with him in this life. And, and just, you just sort of keep getting that whole idea. And it's not about your worthiness to be there. It's about his. And in, in that, you have access to the throne room. And, and we have to see if, we, if we'll do that, it changes the way that we move through this life. It absolutely will change your daily life. Because everything starts to look different when you, when you get that process. And, and the, the Spirit of God then is free to start working in us and, and, and moving in us and using us and healing us and, and all the things that He wants to do in us on this journey um, because we, we get it. It's, by the, it's the working of His power. It's, it's what He's doing in us, not us trying to get in our own strength, but in allowing Him to do it. And just sort of, you know, as, when we understand our need for grace, everything begins to change. And it's, it's in that. It's by grace we've been saved. Not by our works, not by our... But in Him. Just letting Him and continually yielding to Him so He can move in us. And so, you know, I want to encourage you, you. In the presence of God, you have nothing to be afraid of. You have nothing to be ashamed of. God is holy, but in His holiness there's love and there's acceptance and there's power to transform and heal us. And, and so I want you to really think about those things this week and, and, and try and commit that first verse to memory. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. Just keep, keep going after that one. That's Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. And try and get that one settled in. That one will change the way that you look at everything. And, and, but we're going to talk and press in more. Because that one sort of defines the rest of the verses in that passage. But my time has quickly gone. And uh, so I'm going to end it there. If you're watching my video, thank you for doing that. Um, if you need prayer, go to the website. We'd be happy to pray for you. Love for you to come. If you can come and be a part of us when you're here. And uh, 